0: Hi everyone, this is Luca, and this is a new episode of the Eurobeans. This is our second episode, and we're going to continue our talk about the EU bubble. And more specifically, we're going to talk about, again, moving to Brussels to pursue your dreams. And sometimes, again, you need to use your savings for a five-month contract without knowing if it's uh, going to continue or not. And I'm still with Loredana. Hi, Loredana. Hi,
1: everyone. Hi.
0: So, last week... We were again, we were talking about the um, status of working in the U bubble and how, I mean, again, how good basically it would look on your CV. And, um, and also about the fact that, you know, like you want to work a job that has a social impact, and what job has a better impact than working for the European Union, basically.
1: Last week we were saying that uh, um, the trainship of the European Union are actually the um, the few ones that are paid, but still it's not enough to actually survive in a city expensive like Brussels. For sure in, uh, Euro- in Europe there are cities way more expensive of Brussels. And I understand that it is a trainship and we cannot expect like. Um, maybe a, a salary, you know, a kind of salary. Yeah, but yeah. still I don't know if most of you know about this, but uh, European trench sh- European Union trainships are paid like one thousand and two hundred kind of. And you know if you are lucky, if you are really, really lucky in Brussels you can find a uh, one room in a shared apartment at five hundred. So you can understand yeah, that lucky It's almost half of the of the salary, you know, and this is a big problem because if you don't come from a rich family, uh, it's about five months of sacrifice where you have to Uh, I know people that did a second job like uh, waiting tables or barman or barwoman, you know, kind of like this because they were not rich and you know, you need a kind of help. Uh, back when I was a student, it would be really, really hard for me. I would do it, for sure, because I was so obsessed. I honestly was really, really obsessed. Uh, I did my Erasmus, basically, because I thought it was a good um, thing to put on CV for the European Union. It was an amazing experience. I'm really happy that I did it, but the, um, the main reasons was this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's also like basically for me, the main reason why I did um, a master's degree, which is an Erasmus Mundus master's degree. So, you know, like I'm, you know, like it's a joint master's degree, whatever. And it's also considered like a Master of Excellence by the European Commission. (laughs) But I really don't understand why then they don't want to hire me. (laughs) <laughs> um, but okay, I mean, like again, like sometimes again, your investments don't come when you want them to come, you know, you're just going to see it later on in life. And again, as I said last week, I, I also haven't applied uh, for the last two or three calls. So to be honest, like, I don't know, maybe now I have higher chances because I finally graduated. But, you know, I, I have no way of knowing because again, like I didn't apply. So,
1: well, I tell you I'll something, know, Luca. I tried after again my master's degree. Uh, my master's degree was in international science uh, with a curriculum in uh, development, international cooperation, uh, and still, no. OK,
0: so <laughs> <Still> good. No. <laughs> nice. good still no. no,
1: you know, I tried everything. I took a master, I did Erasmus, I did an internship, I, I learned more languages, but still no, they don't want me.
0: Okay I, mean, yeah, I, okay. I think
1: probably they have a list where, where is my name and they yeah, okay. put a cross in on
0: his... Yeah, exactly. We're in a blacklist. <laughs> no, yeah. we don't want these two. No, no, no. We're fine. Yeah, I, mean, we're well, fine. I also want to say we're also from the same bachelor's degree, so maybe that's, they hate our school. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> yeah, our that's right. also that's, that's,
1: that's a valid point. point.
0: Yeah, maybe they hate our bachelor's university. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, then the, the the other issue with um, with basically doing a traineeship, well, not the issue, but that the EU traineeships are basically one of the few ones that are actually paid. Um, if anyone basically went on LinkedIn or on Euroactive job,
1: yeah, you
0: uh, can see that no internship is paid. Um, and maybe actually the ones from Euroactive themselves <laughs> they are paid, uh, not that much, but they are. Oh, maybe. I don't remember how much they pay, but I was considering actually working for them because they had really nice positions um, open. Uh, but then I never applied, anyways. But yeah, um, they had nice, nice posi- positions. But you know, like um, as you were saying, uh, you, you actually sent me a, an article about uh, the fact that in in Brussels only eighteen percent of the internships and traineeships is paid.
1: Yeah, only the eighteen percent, and it's crazy. I mean, you know, Brussels is like, uh, uh, you know, the heart of European Union where we we always talk about uh, work rights and
0: uh, exactly. everything
1: like that. And then in Belgium, that we know, Belgium mostly of the interns are basically in Brussels. Uh, the only the eighteen percent are paid. That that's crazy how i'm supposed to survive I'm, that's the thing that i cannot feed the the air you know
0: yeah, exactly i mean because um again i cannot be homeless and you know like uh again yeah like eat and drink air to survive i mean yeah but I've, you know in belgium not... there are nice bridges what
1: in belgium there are nice bridge you can try
0: yeah i mean i i <laughs> <laughs> I, I might try one day but um, but no, yeah, it, it's this crazy, you know, the fact that they, um, take advantage, cause you know, like they know that they have this, um,
1: they this, have a power.
0: Yeah. they have this they power. Brussels. And you know, again, and again, the, all the organizations in Brussels, like have money, have funds. So you cannot tell me that, you know, you don't have enough money to pay for an intern. Cause again, like I know of some organizations that are right. That some uh, advocacy organizations, they are right in front of the European parliament and they don't pay their interns like dude what the hell if you you're going to pay less rent if you're not in front of the parliament and with that money that you saved from you know from the rent you can pay for an intern you know you cannot tell me you cannot have your organization in the best position possible for an ngo for a, an advocacy organization and then tell me that you know you don't have money you do have money you do have money, you have an amazing office. You have a really beautiful office right in front of the organization that you're going to negotiate with. So you do have,
1: you know, the you things know, that, that me, that's
0: a crazy thing that I, I'm never going to understand and I'm never going to accept.
1: You know, the thing that make me most, most angry, it's not only you don't want to pay your intern, but you use the excuse that I'm, I have to learn. So, because I have to to learn, you're entitled to not pay me. I'm exactly. giving you my time, my capabilities. You know, exactly. I, I'm offering you myself. So it's not uh, it's not right. And this uh, this is the kind of uh, thoughts that you listen kind of everywhere. You are young. You are inexperienced. You are this. You are this. You are this. So, you know, it's fair enough that you have to learn. So I'm offering you the possibility yeah, to learn, so it's okay to not be paid. No, it's not because I'm still a but person. But it's
0: also bullshit. But it's also bullshit. I'm sorry. Like this is bullshit because at the end of the day, they it, it's not that they hire people with no background on that topic. They always hire people that already have like a work experience in the same field. So, you're already hiring someone for their knowledge or something that they know. So, you know, like you're taking advantage of what they know would and they can be used. you know that they can be useful for you. It's not that you're taking, again, it's not again, you're not taking someone that has no experience whatsoever, and that's why you're not paying them because that's not true. That's yeah. completely fake, too. So that's that's also a lie. And then that's a very elitist thing to say. So, you know the fact that these people are saying that, um unpaid internships are part of life or whatever no this is part of a capitalistic life and very elitist um capitalism you know where you basically saying like yeah if you cannot afford brussels that's not for you and i'm saying brussels now but you know like this is for every city or every basically um unpaid internship
1: and basically, this is not only uh, this is not only European Union's problem. Of course, we are talking now about European uh, Union because we are inside of it, and we tried mostly for the European Union. But this problem is also present for uh, UN.
0: A hundred percent. I to, mean, just that, clarify this. Yeah, that's also why I never applied to UN positions because they are not even paid. So you know, like I cannot afford. For example, UNESCO is in Paris. Like, how am I supposed to survive in Paris with no money from the UN? Yeah. Like, I... literally, they, literally, like, they're not paid in for, like, interns are not paid in the UN. So, like, how am I supposed to survive in, in Paris? And or in again, New York. Or in New York. It's like, or in Geneva. <laughs> Th- that's really like, crazy. It is. And, and then again, like, these jobs are... are mostly for people, of, or at least they were uh, for people of a certain status. Uh, there were people for a certain status. So, of course, you know, they, they are elitists, but they shouldn't be anymore. Um, and whoever is defending this system is basically a terrible person that deserves to lose their job and I don't know, not get paid for that job. <laughs> and let's see how it goes. <laughs> let's see how they feel about it. Um, yeah, but this Again, is the, like...
1: the same people that uh, just, uh, they, they will never say loudly, but they think that the, uh, this kind of job are just for people that uh, has parents that already work on this kind of job.
0: Exactly. And exactly. If,
1: uh, I wanna agree, uh, of, if you are a daughter of a, um, a worker, you have, you have to be the same. Without yeah. not really a big expectation.
0: Exactly. Yes, the they say
1: to you to dream. They say to you think big. But then in the end, what what are my tools? What I can do? Exactly. And then there is the uh, all the um, the big uh, discourse about uh, uh, motivation, sacrifice, and stuff like that. Yeah, I have all of them, But where are my tools?
0: Exactly. Because again, what? like you either provide me again. Because one of the things that I, I will never understand is, you know, like whatever, if you don't want to pay me for my cu- curricular internship, fine. But if you are in, like, you know, you shouldn't uh, expect for me to be physically in, uh, you know, in your office, first of all, So you know, like you're giving me at least a chance to live with my parents. At least you should reimburse something. Even again, if I'm not in the office, you should at least reimburse internet, for example. I don't know, something, you know, like the the thing is that if you don't want if you have to teach me literally everything, then I don't need to have like any uh, work experience. So you're literally teaching me everything about the job, but you're also not expecting me to spend money to be there. You cannot ask me to be in Brussels if you're not going to pay me. You know, like at least give me the chance to work in remote and... I don't know. Again, I don't know, because in general, some reimbursement, I think it's fundamental, even if I don't know how to do the job. I'm sorry, but I'm not that stupid. I can pick it up after a month. And, you know, like, so, you know, like, I don't think people are as stupid as um, they are described by the, these people that um, don't want to pay interns or anyone.
1: No, and of course. And then there is actually a, an advantage to take people that has no experience because you can, you um, uh forge them forge them as you want yeah so you can teach them how to do
0: the job as you want as you
1: want to do it, the job
0: yeah no yeah that's that's the crazy part i'll never understand that this is all the time we have for this week next week we're gonna have another episode which is gonna be about the brussels bubble and we're gonna talk about mm, next week Loredana is not going to be there, but I'm going to be with uh, with Tiana and we're going to talk about, again, the Brussels bubble, what it is and other interesting things about working in the Brussels bubble as a non EU person. So that's going to be interesting. So I can't wait to to listen
1: to the new episodes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting because, again, we talked about our perspective as Italians, so as EU people. But again, Tiana is uh, Serbian, so she's European but non-EU. So um, that's very interesting. So I hope you're gonna um, you're gonna love the episode. So see you next week.
1: Thank you guys for being with us.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. If you liked our episode, please consider rating us five stars and share the podcast with your friends. It would mean a lot to us.